Curriculums, curriculums, curriculums. I feel like it's the favorite word of some homeschoolers. Let's go. Welcome from Roots to Fruit as a Canadian Christian Orthodox homeschooling mother that also works. Many challenges arise. Come with me as I explore these issues, all of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let's go on a journey together from Roots to Fruit. Ah, the world of curriculum. There's just so many to choose from, truly. One of the main questions and discussions within the homeschool community is, you guessed it, curriculum. And I can definitely understand why. The main point of schooling is to teach, so what you teach should be the main thing you discuss. However, it can be a difficult discussion. And the reason why is that there's so much out there and so many, many methods. There's no one size fits all, and you can do it in so many ways. Each child is also different. So what may work for one child simply will not work for another. I'm not sure where to start with this topic, so I will start with our experience. When we started researching curriculums, we found a ton of resources, which put my mind at ease. I was confronted by the thought that there are many options of flexibility. If one method doesn't work, that's okay. Just try another one. This was before the lockdowns, so there were many places offering additional resources. Plus, many attractions had deals or specific days for homeschoolers. Since we started homeschooling during the lockdowns, we didn't start with a clear plan, nor did we choose a method. However, there were two methods that stood out. Charlotte Mason and Classical. Charlotte Mason stood out since it's a method that many Christians use, and Classical seems to have more of a logical approach. Either way, we were thrown into homeschooling and didn't have a plan. At first, our child was doing virtual school, so we kept with the school schedule and lessons. Once that didn't work, we removed our child from the virtual school part, but kept the schedule and lessons. We even set up an area that was for school with a chalkboard and a desk for me to continue to do my work. This was a disaster. The school's hours were way too long and the other kids just wanted to play. So our school-age child was distracted and I wasn't getting any work done. At this point, we pulled our child out of school. Since we still had no real plan and were overwhelmed by all the curriculum, we decided to pull back. We got rid of the school setting and the schedule, but kept the books. We sat down with our child and helped them along. At the same time, I was working while the other children were playing. That way, we were able to get it all done. Also, we didn't do school all day. We started with a little at a time and kept adding until we did a morning's worth of school. After lunch, it was their time. At this point, homeschooling started to work and our child got caught up. At the same time, I was watching and listening to many videos and podcasts about homeschooling. This is when I learned about de-schooling. So we gave that a shot for a few months. That was great. It allowed us to regroup, it relieved stress and tension, and I was able to change my schedule at work. And more importantly, it gave me time to come up with a plan. This is when we all started liking homeschooling even more and started having fun with it. So which curriculum did we choose? Well, to be honest, till this day, we still haven't picked a curriculum. The main reason is the cost. I'm simply not comfortable spending that much money on books when I can't see what's inside. There are many reviews out there that will show you some pages, but it's not like going to a bookstore and comparing them. From the ones we did see, the curriculum ended up being just a course you follow without discussing or describing the actual method used. They seem very similar to a teacher's edition course book. I also noticed that the word curriculum was used interchangeably with methods, which made it more confusing. 
Some other concerns were that I noticed that many YouTubers and bloggers were showing unrealistic perfect lives, so it made me question their opinion on curriculum as well. In addition, there were so many curriculums they showed, and they had no problems buying more. So where was the money coming from? Were they obtaining them through affiliate links? And if so, how can I be sure that these are truthful opinions? I also noted that many of these newer homeschoolers were teachers. So do they need a certain curriculum to help them along, such as a teacher's course book? Furthermore, a lot of the popular curriculums include lots of online or DVD learning. For us, this doesn't work. We already tried virtual school. Plus, if a screen is doing the teaching, then what's the point of homeschooling? Now, this is not to say that we don't use screens at all. We do, but it's limited, and it's to provide a visual of what they learn. Another concern is that the curriculums that are recommended seem to go by what is trendy at the time and change too often. I also noticed a constant push for Christian-based curriculum. Now, this makes sense if we're talking about religious studies, perhaps history, and perhaps some other subjects where it matters. But math is math. Language is language. Reading is reading. And it doesn't change depending on your religion. Finding a curriculum that works for your child is more important since we already should be living a Christian life. Plus, many of the Christian curriculums are non-Orthodox. The non-Orthodox curriculum may or may not line up with Orthodoxy. This could be a problem and confuse the child. And if someone does know of any Canadian Orthodox curriculum, please share it in the comments. Back to the curriculum that stood out for us. Charlotte Mason is heavily pushed by Christians. So we looked into it. It sounded good, but there were some things about it that didn't sit right. Also, I wasn't sure how to apply it. You can find lots of videos, blogs, podcasts talking about it, but not a practical application. They seem to be more promotional for her books rather than explaining the method. After much researching, I found that her style of teaching is Bible-centered and focused on building good character and habits. However, there's lots of saints who teach the same thing. None of this is new nor did I find it necessary to buy a curriculum for something we already should be doing. A big thing with this method is living books. It took me a long time to understand what a living book is because all I saw were storybooks. I couldn't understand why it was different from anything else. It turns out they're not different at all. They're simply storybooks, but for some reason Mason is given credit for this method. Another issue with the living books is that since there's no textbooks used, you have to make sure that the stories are accurate, otherwise the child will learn from the wrong info or mistaken a story for the truth. Or you have to constantly explain the differences to the child, which can get annoying for a child who just wants story time. This is similar to parents using movies for lessons. Most movies tell a great story, but aren't terribly realistic. Another main style of this method is to be outdoors a lot. Again, this isn't anything new or innovative. At this point, it was sounding to sound very similar to the Montessori method in terms of taking old methods, putting fancy terms on them, and making them sound new. So I looked into her background and found it questionable. I also found that Charlotte Mason, along with Maria Montessori, were around the same time that most people were familiar with homeschooling and compulsory schools were just coming in. Most kids were homeschooled and taught by someone close to them. So who were they giving all this advice to? What type of parents needed help? To me, and I could be wrong about this, but I get the impression that they were targeting rich families or teachers that taught in schools that were just coming in. Not necessarily homeschooling. Another giveaway of this is that she talks about purchasing books and other resources. Most families couldn't afford what she was recommending, and a lot still can't. So that made me question this method even more. I then began asking some of the veteran homeschoolers about this method, and they confirmed my suspicion that this method is a recent trend. All of this quickly turned me off of this method. And the other method that was appealing to us is the classical method. And it still is, but we're still trying to figure it out. 
I've noticed differences in the modern version as opposed to what they did during ancient times. The modern way seems to be expensive and it requires too much memorization. Also, we found it to be too rigid and too school-like in settings, whereas the ancient way was more logical with flexibility, but I would like to look into this more. Look at all the different methods, I found too much overlap. A few were definitely no's, but most were provided something useful. Most of the curriculums weren't very different from what our parents have already been doing for centuries. What different is that in the past, parents used mostly what they had. Simply put, families that could afford more sent their kids to private schools or had private tutors. Even for the longest time in public schools, they only had chalkboards and chalks, and they used whatever books they had. Libraries were heavily used, and books were shared amongst people in the community. Today, curriculums are expensive, and you can't even look at them before you purchase them. There are all these curriculums and pretty much have the same material but are done differently. There are fancy terms to mean simple things and most are not new. In the last few decades, homeschool families seem to be much better off financially than they let on, which doesn't help those of us that are not. I also noticed that most of these moms that are pushing these type of curriculums are ex-teachers and they need a book to follow. This is not to say that it is a bad thing. I have met some wonderful knowledgeable women who used to be teachers and who also use curriculums. However, these women do more than just follow the book. They tell the homeschooling experience to the family's needs. So what did we end up doing? Well, we took the eclectic approach, which means that we combined everything that worked. The first thing I would recommend is de-schooling, and most homeschoolers would agree. This is like a mini vacation from schooling to shake off the public school approach and to give time to regroup. Start researching what method will work for you and your family. The Canadian Homeschooler has a great video explaining these methods. The link will be attached. Remember, this is not set in stone. You can always change it and you can try out a few before you settle. That's okay. When choosing a curriculum, please look at your budget. Lots of YouTubers are well off and get their material through affiliate marketing. If you can't afford them, then don't buy them. There are other ways. Remember, in the past, families weren't well off and they educated their children well with much less. For us, we ended up using free resources that we found on the internet, such as Easy Peasy All-in-One Homeschooling and many more. We also simply created our own. We also purchased curriculum from Costco, Walmart, or Amazon that were Canadian, such as Canadian Curriculum Press. These are simply workbooks that help us with reading, writing, and math. And to be honest, they're very similar to the expensive curriculums. We also use a provincial curriculum as a guide. We removed anything that was not age-appropriate or confusing, and we added anything else that the kids found interesting. We use the library a lot, and all of this is flexible and simple. Above all, we try our best to be Christ-centered. We do our daily prayers and try to teach our children the Orthodox way where we can. As for resources, some that we use are the Canadian Homeschooler, Ancient Faith Podcast, Be The Bee YouTube channel, There's No Place Like Home YouTube channel, How To Homeschool YouTube channel, St. Amelia's website, and my personal favorite, the library, plus many more. I will leave some of the links in the description for further information. Additionally, your local groups, such as churches, may provide resources. Connecting with other homeschoolers is really helpful. They have great ideas and there's tons of resources. Most people will suggest Facebook, but I am reluctant to suggest it. Unfortunately, this is where you'll find your local groups and events. But be aware, this is a very toxic place and there's lots of fake people there. Some will try to get together, but will end up being no-shows. Don't be discouraged. 
just keep trying to find a solution. One day, there will be a better alternative to Facebook for meetups, and it'll most likely be similar to how it used to be. I just want to add one last thing. When I was having a hard time with this, a veteran homeschooler suggested two things to me. One was to write down the main reason why you're homeschooling and to keep it as a reminder, especially on those hard days. The other is to name your homeschool. This made it feel more like a homeschool. For many Orthodox homeschoolers, we name our homeschool after saints. In the future, I would like to do another episode with the pros and cons of some of the methods and curriculums. Let's try to create healthy communities with less division and more support. A place where families can be honest with each other and share their experience. A place where we can be honest about the curriculum that is being used and to take into consideration that we don't all have the same means, especially during these hard times. There are many options out there and they should be talked about more instead of pushing the latest trendy curriculum. Let's go back to basics, keep it simple, and help each other out. Thank you for your time. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your time. If you want to know more about me and my podcast, please visit me at my website for more information at fromrootstofruit.podbean.com. May you be blessed from roots to fruit.